This year marks the 112th official celebration of International Women's Day. And while women professionals continue to make enormous progress, challenges remain. For example, a new report from McKinsey and LeanIn.org says that women leaders are leaving their companies at the highest rate in years and sharply higher than the rate of departure for their male colleagues. It's a trend that undermines efforts for equitable representation because right now, for every woman at the director level who gets promoted, two other women directors are leaving their organizations. What does that mean for the project world? Let's dig in. The world is changing fast. And every day, project professionals are turning ideas into reality, delivering value to their organizations and society as a whole. On Projectified, we'll help you stay on top of the trends and see what's ahead for the project economy and your career. This is Projectified. I'm Steve Hendershot. It's International Women's Day a chance to celebrate the achievements of women around the world and also to take stock of the unique challenges they face. Women in the project world are leading amidst very different circumstances, depending on factors such as their region and industry. And today we want to capture as much of that range of experience as possible. So we've convened a panel with three very different women project leaders. Jeanette Faustino, who's been with TAP Air Portugal for 16 years and is now a portfolio management leader within the airline's operations performance team. Barty Ochani, an electrical engineer who is now an IT project manager for Halion, an IT consulting firm based in Dubai. And Maeve O'Brien, a Chicago-based project manager for the multinational advertising firm DDB. Also joining us for the conversation is Projectified's own woman project leader, our producer Hannah LaBelle. So let's kick this off with the state of the state for women project leaders. One of the interesting things about this group that I'm excited about is not just geography, but the duration of your careers is different, which kind of affects the lens through which you'll answer some of these things. Maeve, I know you're the shortest tenured project leader in this group. What dynamics do you see affecting things differently for women project leaders? And has that changed at all in your time? I started, I say back in 2019, but looking at it now, that's not that long ago. But when I first started, I personally saw dominantly male leaders, specifically in advertising. And throughout these past couple of years, and I know I've only been at a few agencies in my short career so far, but I've started to see women leaders excel and step forward. And it's more dominant now, which is super exciting to see women raise their hand and step forward and be in those leadership roles. And I'm excited to see how much further we can go many years down the line. Jeanette, beyond just the increase in numeric representation, have you also seen changes in terms of who is selected to lead different kinds of projects or other signs of a different level of acceptance of women as project leaders? I'm in the airline industry since 2007. I started in the IT department and it was more a male department. There were some female project managers, but very few leaders. As I look back until now, I think it has been improving. There's more equity, I believe, and opportunities are emerging much more than before, especially after pandemics and with the remote, this is more obvious. But I believe there's still a long way to go because if you say to from a top-level organization point of view, there's still some equity to foster, but it's much more equilibrated 
than it was before. Barty, let's hear from you. What is the state of women in project leadership in your sector? Sure, Hannah. I started my career in 2013 as a trainee engineer. In the start, when we were talking about the salary negotiation, it was normally of the idea that after a couple of years, like one to two years, the female project manager will get married and she will resign. So it's better not to give her a higher pay as compared to the male project managers. And if I compare this 2023 with that 2013, it has emerged a lot. Right now, when I have interviewed in majority of the companies, I can see that irrespective of gender, they are talking about the skills, they are talking about the experience, they are talking about the tools on which I have worked on. So I believe it's still a long way to go, but considering that period and considering today, it has a 180-degree phase shift from both the environments. How does diversity help teams? Whether it's a woman-led team or other factors like different ages or skill sets, why is diversity a good thing for teams and what benefits does it bring? Maeve, let's start with you. Having a diverse team, I think that's something that's extremely important. Not everyone has the same opinion, right? Not everyone's going to work the same. Not everyone's going to have the same point of view. I think that having that dynamic and diverse set of people and personalities is something that can help excel the team towards whatever the common goal is. And you'd rather be challenged than have everyone on your team to say, yep, yep, everyone agrees. Yeah, we're right. You want to be challenged. You want to see other perspectives. And you kind of need that in order to put the best work out there. I was going to say exactly the same. So I totally agree. Diversity is a key to improvement, to make the world moving forward. Teams should be diverse in every sense. Men, women, different kind of backgrounds as we have here in the podcast. It's good to have different inputs or otherwise it's just not useful to have so many people in the team. What's one top skill that you've discovered that you needed to work in your industry that you are innately strong at, but then maybe more interestingly, as you've grown as a leader, something you identified as not as strong as it could be and set about improving? One is your stakeholder management. You have to connect with your stakeholders from your heart. You have to keep them onboarded. You have to monitor them closely. You have to be good at your communication, whether it's from C-level suit or whether it's from any of the peers. You have to connect day in, day out. Another thing is how you are closing your projects. In the IT sector, I can say project manager's job is to talk about the benefit realization, not to support the day-to-day businesses. So project manager have to be good in closing out the lesson learns of the previous projects and then hand over to operations. I agree with Barty. I think stakeholders management is a top skill. You must have it or everything can be jeopardized at any time of the project. So you have to always access your stakeholders and keep your team close together. And for this, I believe that communication and honesty in the sense of being genuine. You have to be genuine when you make your stakeholder management and the way you communicate. Then you have to be accountable and solution-oriented person because if you are focused on who's the fault or why is it 
is going well or something, you can just put stones on the road instead of delivering something. So you have to be solution-oriented. You have to be a great communicator and do it genuinely. And you have to have a good stakeholder management. If you have that, I think you will have your team near to you. And it's the team that it's delivering the project, not just the project manager. We are counting on the team. I totally agree with everything that you both have said. On top of that, I think you have to have the ability to work with different types of personalities. Like we said previously, not everyone's the same. (laughs) Not everyone's going to go about or work the same way. So I think that you definitely need to understand that and be aware that certain things that you do, the way you work might not be the same as someone else on your team. I like to have those personal relationships and understanding of the people on my team. When I first started at DDB, I made a huge effort to get to know the different creatives and account and production, understanding that not everyone's the same and you kind of have to mold yourself a little bit to get work done. And then my other one is a can-do and positive attitude which I think goes hand in hand. I like to be that person that kind of is like a stress reliever. You're a professional. You have to get the job done. But I think that if I can relieve stress in any way just by having a conversation with my team, I think it definitely can help like lift tension and kind of improve the atmosphere or the attitude of the team to keep moving and get the job done. We also wanted to ask about organizations. How can they better support women in the workplace? And if you have an example, could you maybe share one about how your own organization is supporting women leaders? I've only been at a few agencies in my career, but for example, at DDB, there's something called Dinner for 20. This is where the entire leadership team takes 20 people who you will never come across in your day-to-day, take them out to dinner. And we all have an open conversation and forum. You kind of do like a musical chairs throughout the night where you move around and kind of get to know the different leaders at DDB. And that's something that really helps me kind of feel comfortable and confident in my previous agencies. I never spoke to anybody in the leadership level, but at DDB... I will walk past the president and she will say, hi, Maeve, how are you doing? And that's something that I think personally for me and as a female leader, project manager, definitely grows my confidence for sure. So I have exposure of working in power utilities and insurance sector. I have seen that our HR department is more prone to introduce the daycare facilities. Our managers actually nominate female project managers to conference, if I can consider when I was working in power utility sector, I was the only female who was nominated to attend one of the leading conference in Middle East. Another thing that I have experienced is that people are giving the trainings to the female project managers so that they can grow towards the leadership. They can be part of the board directors. Jeanette, did you have anything you wanted to add? Regarding organizations, I believe that the type of organization that you're into influences a lot of what happens in the project. In my case, 
almost all employees, we are on a campus and it's very easy to communicate with each other. And our leadership team is very approachable. So uh, I'm lucky to easily have access to interact in every direction and every level in the organization. I think flexibility and remote, it's something that can support women and I think men in the organizations. And it can help to improve the performance. So if everything gets flexible, I think it will bring more efficiency into the organization. And if the channels are open to communicate and we have a good atmosphere, it will help a lot. I think it's important for the organization to keep monitoring if there is equity and the type of opportunities that are given. We are lucky to have a lot of women leaders in our organization and we have a great family support, especially for those who have little kids. We have a nursery and kindergarten in the campus until five years old that never closes. So this helps a lot because usually I'm not worried about having to pick at this moment or not my kid at the kindergarten. So I think infrastructure and flexibility, it's key to women's support. Okay, now it's time for Hannah and me to stop talking and to hand the reins to our guests. What questions do you have for one another? So Maeve, Janet, I just want to understand from you what exactly that one thing which keeps you going. Every night we receive a couple of emails, whether it's escalation, whether it's issues. And the next morning we have a very challenging job. Every day we are facing with different kind of issues to sort it out, whether it's related to team, whether it's related to the management, whether it's related to the client, whether it's related to your own personal life. So what exactly that thing that keeps you going in your project management journey? I think it's passion. I'm passionate about the profession and the industry and the company where I work. I think that's why I'm still here. But I think project management is so into me right now that I use it for everything without thinking. One of my university teachers told me that if I don't believe in something, she knew that I would quit or I would leave it. So I have to believe to be in it or I'll just disconnect. The passion for the profession and the industry and the company in this case speaks louder. When I get that email or something, of course, there are situations that you get upset up, but uh, at the end, there's always a solution. And if you just have a good relationship with your colleagues, with your stakeholders and your team, everything has a solution. So I think positive attitudes, passion for the profession and where you're working and a good network but a genuine one, genuine relationships. So I think that's the thing that keeps me moving also to be a good example for my two daughters that I'm very close to. And to have fun in the ride, to complement also Maeve's perspective, I think humor and to have fun with it, it's key to face everything. Jeanette, you took the words right out of my mouth. On top of that, some of the best advice that I got from one of my mentors at my last agency was that your job is not your life. <laughs> I've seen 
handful of people throughout my career, their job is their everything. And I've actually had conversations with those people and I've seen how much people can struggle when they make their job their life. And that's something that I carry with me all the time because I like to do my job the best I possibly can. I want to be the best I possibly can be. And sometimes there's a difficulty separating your job from your outside life. But I think that being able to disconnect, like you said, Jeanette, and kind of be able to separate my friends and my family, keep me positive and keep me moving. Throughout the work week, you're working hard to get the job done. But then I like to make plans over the weekend. And that's something I get to look forward to. It keeps me positive, even though working's not fun all the time. But I think as long as you accept the realities and understand that at the end of the day, you're not working 24 hours out of the day. Thank you, Mev. Thank you, Janet. I have a question. What is the end goal for you two? I'm just curious because I've only been a project manager for a couple of years now and definitely am very new. You might be at your goal now, but if not, what is your goal and how do you see yourself getting there? In my entire career, I have the opportunity to move to multiple sectors. What I have realized is that my ultimate goal is to keep the relations. For example, I have moved to UAE. Still, I'm connecting with those old employees in Pakistan. In UAE, when I move to one company to another company, I keep the relations. I keep talking with people. So whenever in my career, I want to get the guidance from my old employees, old colleagues, they are always there for me. The end goal that I am forcing in my longer run is how I can be good in a storytelling. Because at the end of the day, I want my journey to be communicated, to be cascaded to my kids as a story. Not just I got the project, I have done this, I have done that. No. How I can convert nine years of professional journey in a story so that whoever is listening to me connects the dot. Yeah, in that particular aspect, I'm doing this mistake. Maybe I can use Bharti lesson learned and it will improve my results. I agree also with you. Bharti, for me, it's very important to keep the relations also. I think that's the key. And to have a good team spirit and to deliver and to learn in every step of the way. So in my case, if I feel that I'm not learning, I know that my mind will unconsciously start to search for another project or another challenge in the way. So at the end, my goal is to keep the good relations, to have a good challenge, to deliver and to have a good spirit and to enjoy the ride and to have something to teach to others. That's also very important to teach something at the end. The last question we want to end on is what is your top piece of advice that you would give to another woman project leader, whether she is just starting out her career or if she is continuing to grow in her career and looking to take next steps? The best advice that I ever received from somebody in a leadership role was to maintain the relationships you had. Looking at the high turnover rate that is happening, the layoffs that are happening, you definitely want to keep those connections throughout your career. I still am very good friends with a lot of my ex-colleagues at my last couple of agencies. I've helped a few of them get jobs after being laid off. And you never know when that 
could happen to you. You never know when you're going to be put in a bind and put in a situation where you're left without a job and you don't know what to do. And you'll lean on those people that you've met along the way to kind of help you to move forward and just be better. Thank you, Maeve, for the new career-oriented individuals or the one who want to grow in the leadership role. You must know how you want to carry yourself, how you want to lead your path. You should be in your driving seat of your life. Nobody you telling you, do this, do that, do that particular thing in that particular way. No, you should know how to lead your path. Be clear in your thought process, what you actually want to do. I understand at times it's very difficult for us to identify what is right for us. Then you can take the guidance of mentor. And I believe mentor is a very good supporting tool to give you that clear picture in your mind. As Maeve has mentioned, also be good in networking. Don't just sit with those people you already know. Whenever we visit any conference, I have seen that we always prefer to sit with those individuals who are known to us. Try to sit with those individuals who are unknown to you. This way you can network with a lot of different diverse people. You will learn new things, new skills. I totally agree with uh, Maven Barty for networking and relationships and keep learning. I think my advice would be just to keep it simple, genuine, and keep learning because the world is constantly changing. And what is the reality that we have today, it will be much different in 10, 15 years. So it's important to constantly adapt, to be open-minded to keep good and genuine relationships and to learn every step of the way. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone, for a wonderful conversation today. Thanks for listening to Projectified. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show and leave a rating or review. We'd love your feedback. To hear more episodes of Projectified, visit Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, or SoundCloud or head to pmi.org slash podcast.